You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason. It's Building the Game with Jason and Rob. For tabletop game design, you really can't go wrong. Building the Game, yeah, Building the Game. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. Today is Monday, February 19th, 2018. You're listening to episode 299. I'm Rob, that's Jason. And I eat a lot of carrots for dinner. Why? Just because I felt like I wanted... I mean, I had more than carrots. Because you're married to a vegetarian? I mean, I, well, carrots are good, though. I mean, do you have carrots in your fridge right now? Yeah, my wife eats them. Yeah, carrots are good. Yeah, I don't like carrots. Why Cooked they... carrots with, like, you know, like in, like, a pot roast? Uh, yeah, sign me up. What is but wrong with you? Carrots, literally, the taste of carrots makes me want to vomit. It's delicious. Carrots no, are delicious. Yuck. They're crunchy and cool and yeah. crisp. and Everything makes me think I would like them except for the actual flavor of the carrot, which makes me want to vomit. Really? Like, like but, gag. Like, I can't, it's not even like, this doesn't taste good. It's like... But when, when they're cooked, it just amplifies that flavor. Uh, it does not. It does. No, It makes because, it much more... And, and I, I like to cook carrot, too, as long as it's, like, soggy. As long as it's not a soggy, like, mushy right. carrot, I like a cooked carrot. I like the soggy, mushy carrots. Ah, you're just yeah. wrong, dude. You're just... Put some butter on those. What's your problem? Tasty. What's I don't your, like carrots. Who are you? Someone who's never liked carrots. You're disgusting. Yep. But I don't like carrots. Yeah. So anyways, good times. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody cares about this conversation. It's not stupid at all. <laughs> hey, builders, carrots are good, right? All right. right. Carrots, number one, best vegetable. Number two, best vegetable, broccoli. Okay. I love broccoli. Broccoli, number two best vegetable. Yeah. yeah. I like broccoli, peas, uh, all sorts of stuff, mm. but not carrots. Okay. Hey, you guys want to hear a story? I would love to hear a story, Jason. So, I want to tell you. I want you to tell me a story. I'm going to tell you a story. I'm excited about the story. Now, guys, I'm just going to tell you, uh, roll with us on this because I know you're tired of hearing us talk about this, <laughs> but trust me, the ride is worth it this time around. So... Um, so last weekend was Gen Con Housing Sunday. It sure was. Um, okay, so let's start at the beginning. So uh, Rob and I both uh, registered. You and your wife actually created separate accounts to register because yes, you're a Trixie like that. Yep. Uh, which is, I, I bet lots of people who normally register together did that this year. I think so. Um, because it's just this, there's no there's no, no rules against it. You might as well, right? Right, right. Because uh, otherwise the rule was, to refresh for everyone, uh, for every two badges that you buy, you're allowed one room on the same account, right? So if you were to buy two separate accounts worth of one badge each, you can register for two rooms, right? So the way this worked this year, instead of giving a password, because the password was super stupid, because the password they gave, well, it was the same password for everyone. Yeah, it was meaningless. So I buy it, I give it to all my friends, they're not even going to Gen Con, they're renting hotels, right? Uh, I don't know why you would, because they're really expensive, but anyways, yeah. you could. Uh, so anyways, this year they changed it up, and I liked the change uh, of, uh, the more I looked at it, it made sense, right? You get one room per per thing. There's no password. Mm-hmm. Instead, right on your page, and I had doubts this would even work, uh, you would get a countdown after they told you your time. They would say, at this time, you can do it, and exactly, it would light up, and you can do it. And I thought, good luck with that. So mm-hmm. so we get our emails, right? Rob gets 4 o'clock. If it was 4, I think 4.11. 4.11. Yeah, because the time's really weird. You have yeah. 4.11. Christine has 3. 3.07. 3.07. Uh, and then I get mine, and mine is 12.05. 12.05. It opens at noon, so I'm five minutes after it opens. That's astounding. It is astounding. The luck um, of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I never, never expected that. Um, 
and it was truly random because you and I bought badges at the exact same time. Yeah, within seconds yeah. of each other, so, as, as did Christine. Right. Yeah. So because of that, we know that it truly was randomized. Um, I So I immediately was filled with this great sense of hope, which is a dangerous thing with Gen Con housing, <laughs> right? Because generally your hope gets crapped on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, you know what? If, 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 if there ever was a chance... This is it. and For us to get a hotel that we want. Right. So they also made some rules changes. You can't book extra rooms, right? You can't trade rooms anymore, mm-hmm. which is... Grr, I, I wish that's one change they hadn't made. Mm-hmm. Basically, it means that if you and I both got rooms for our separate badges and then, I don't know, some friend that we actually like uh, was like, oh, I, I need a room, we could give them that room. Now, we could still do that. But you have to keep your name on the room yeah. and pretend that it's yours, and then they right. have to change their credit card yeah. info when they get there. And I mean, I get why they changed that. I get that, right? I, I, yeah. They were solving the same problem twice, though, basically, right? Yeah, so, they were um, making sure that it wasn't a problem again. Right, right. In, in a and, sense. Yeah, and that's that's fine, right? But yeah. but whatever. It, it's, at least it's more effort than they've made in the past. Right, yeah. right. So... Um, so Sunday morning, um, yeah, I'm it's on right. I'm I'm ready Whoa, like Donkey Kong. Uh, yeah, right. So well, so here's what happens. This is this is my Sunday. So I get up with the kids, have some breakfast. My mom is in town, um, and she offers uh, that we're we're gonna go to church and uh, Sunday school and all that. And afterwards, she says hey, bef- she says before I leave because I have to be an usher. Which first of all, let me tell you a little bit about ushering at a church, Rob, because I know you're not a church tell, person. Tell me, tell me. So I want to tell you what that is like. Uh, for anybody who's a church person and has ever ushered anyone, you'll understand this. And if not, you'll just understand a little bit more about human nature. So this is what happens, right? Um, I'm at the doorway. People come up and they say, I say, hey, uh, how you doing? Whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, where would you like to sit? And they will say, generally, most people will say something to the effect of, eh, wherever's fine. First of all, they're lying in church, Rob. That's what they're doing. Whoa, that's got to be a crime. Because it's got to be a crime. It's not crime? true, right? It's not true. Is this it a is, crime? Is that like a well, sin to lie the, in church? It's a sin to lie anywhere. It's a, but is, is, I feel like it's is an it? extra. Yes. What? Yes. Oh, man. Let your yes. You, well, you don't know the Bible. But I don't. I don't get this stuff. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Anything else is bad, right? Whatever. So that's don't lie, right? But anyways, tell that um, to all the politicians that run our country, right? On both who, sides of the who aisle. pretend to be who pretend to be uh, uh, religious people. Right. They're clearly not. Uh, but anyways, that's a whole side conversation. So let me just <laughs> tell you, so this this ushering thing, right? This is this is this is how this works. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So I uh, people say I'll want I'll sit wherever, and then you go to sit them somewhere. Oh no, 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 not there. Oh no, no, not here. Oh no, no, no. How about? And I'm like, hey, where? How about where would you want to sit? And they're like, oh. And then on the fourth try, they'll tell you like, oh, how about right in that exact spot right there great 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 so i've been going to this church for over a decade uh-huh. now and i know pretty much everyone uh-huh. so we sit kind of in the back because you know i'm the back of the yeah. class sit kid yeah. right and even in church and my kids are that way so i can i can see the back of people's heads so i know kind of where everyone sits mm-hmm. so i'm pretty good at this now right mm-hmm. um but when you first start it's ridiculously hard right people don't want to be ushered they don't want you to help them sit mm-hmm. down right hey, i hate it when somebody insists on carrying my groceries out to my car at the grocery yeah. store oh, drives me crazy i don't like it either yeah. i don't like it either don't but don't don't do that so don't um, do that stay away from me so anyways uh so that that's just the whole it's kind of the same thing, right? Right. I mean, going to church, getting groceries, kind of the same thing. You go in there, you have a transaction, you get out. <laughs> it's vastly different, but okay. Is it? Okay, I don't know. Um, uh, <laughs> of course you don't know. But anyways, so um, no, no, because when I leave Meyer, as anyone that follows me on Twitter knows, I'm in a rage. I generally uh-huh. do not feel that way when I leave church. Okay. So okay, so so that's ushering. <laughs> if if you are a church person, if you're if you're a new church person, especially you're going <laughs> you to go church, in there, you conduct a transaction, you leave kind of feeling bad about yourself. 
Yeah, no, no. I mean, some people probably do, oh. but I, I don't. Um, so, so anyways, you, uh, uh, so afterwards, so before that even happened, because I was leaving early because yeah. I had to usher. So right. my mom says, just take my car because we're going to go to the, I want to take you guys to Steak and Shake afterwards uh-huh. for, for lunch. Yeah, I'm on board with that. Okay. Yeah. Steak and shake. I love yeah. Steak and Shake, mm. right? So they have good carrots, I heard. But um, anyways, oh, uh, no, no. So, so, uh, so I take her car and I, I go to church. Uh, my family shows up in our, our uh, SUV. Uh, afterwards, there's a shipped order to be picked up. Shipped mm-hmm. is our grocery delivery service. Right. You just pull in, they give you your groceries and you leave. And then I'm not filled with rage. Normally, but then there's today, right? <laughs> so our church gets out a little before 11. I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I take my mom's car. I start driving home. Everything's fine. Oh, I'm supposed to go pick up the shift order, but the lady says, uh, sorry, I'm going to be 20 minutes late. Mm. And Steph and I agree I should not pick up the order yep. because what if she's later? We don't want to risk that. Right. I just go home. As I'm pulling into the driveway, I start swearing profusely because a thought occurs to me. Uh-oh. I have my mom's car and my mom's keys. I look at my mom's key ring and my house key is not on there. Oh, oh. so I'm now locked out of my own house. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I quick text her and said, hey, is my key somewhere in your car? She's like, no, it's in my purse, which is what I expected. But why isn't it on your key? She's at our house all the time. Like, why is it not on your keychain? I love you, mom, for listening to this, but put it on your <laughs> keychain, please. So I send a message to Steph and say, listen. We got no. Actually, I called her. I forgot. I oh. called her and I said, I, "I swore a lot and was like, I'm really upset right now. It's at myself, but I need your help. I'm locked out of the house." <laughs> and uh, she said, "I'll just come right home because she's supposed to have the shift order at 11:30." And I said, "No, no, no, no. We have 35 minutes after that. You are 20 minutes away max because she's got mm-hmm. the SUV and it's kind of snowy, but she'll be fine." I said, "So, just just come on, come on, get the grocery order. Come on home." Well, then the grocery lady is 20 minutes more late. So now it's it's 10 to. I am pacing outside in the snow, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tried every door to see if maybe somehow something was left unlocked, but we're like super OCD about that. So it wasn't. Um, so I text you at that. I pull it up on my phone and I realize that I can log in on my phone, right? Uh-huh. And then I text you. In fact, I had just texted you, I think, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, where was that? Uh, oh, because I just I just finished editing uh, last week's episode and told you, hey, it's up- uploaded. Uh, and you replied, I'm finding this here. Um, so I texted you at 11.47 a.m. and I said, uploading the episode now. You replied immediately. Like, immediately. Because I was probably looking at my phone at the right, time. And said, I am currently locked out of my house with the app pulled up on my phone, hoping it will work. It's been a series of unfortunate events since I got up today. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was my that was my feeling right then. Yeah. So anyway, go on. So yeah, 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 yeah. And then you were so nice. You replied, "What? You've got ten minutes to get in the house." <laughs> and at that point, I had well more than ten minutes to get in the house. But um, I had like seventeen minutes to get in the house. Uh, and you said, "How you have ten minutes?" And I said, "Steph's fifteen minutes away, so we might be in trouble." Uh-huh. So then I proceeded to give you my login and password, right? Do, which you did not log in because you I didn't did want not. to get in my way no, 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 in right, case right, I right. could get in. So you like typed them in. You said and just waited. I just right? waited to click the button. Um, and then we conversed back and forth a few times throughout that time, but. Uh, my wife finally got home at 12.02. Like literally, I Indiana Jones did under the garage door. It was, it was opening. Uh, ran downstairs, almost fell down the stairs, which Rob knows I'm fully capable of because I did that yep. at his house one yep. time. <laughs> um, get down here, minute and a half to spare. 
Um, uh, I'm watching the countdown. Sure enough, the countdown finishes. Boom, the button lights up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is due to be true. I click. And then I spent probably a minute and a half scrolling through hotels because there were so many. Yeah. Um, and I scrolled till I saw the Hyatt because that's mm-hmm. the Hyatt Regency. It's our first choice. And then I, I booked it and then panicked. I checked it before I booked it to make sure it was downtown. Then panicked afterwards mm-hmm. that it wasn't because it was so easy, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, but no, it turns out it was. So happy ending to the story. Yeah. <laughs> um, we got a room at the Hyatt for the first time ever on, on our, our own. own yeah, yeah right um previously aj's helped us out so uh and uh so christine was out at that time so i uh after you sent me proof that it was okay i texted christine and said uh the height is reserved and she said yay and i said there was still drama i don't know all the details but i know it involved jason being locked out of his house and running <laughs> <laughs> and she thought that was really funny yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, well, the good news is we would have made it work, and I was pretty confident you'd be home around that time. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. And honestly, I think I could have done it on my phone. Uh-huh. It's just um, the it's a lot more uh, hassle. Well, and it's had there, there's been so much drama of it not working in the past. Yeah, that I didn't want to risk doing it on a phone in case that was going to be an issue. You know, sure. So, yeah. 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 So and so that worked. I actually logged in at Christine's time at her three oh seven time. Uh, and uh, and just to see what it looked like, uh-huh. and all of the hotels that were attached to convention center mm-hmm. were were bought out, and everything like within a block was was sold out. But every but the next kind of step out, you know, three or four blocks away, were all still available. That which is imp- that's a first. Yeah, the JW was still available. Um, oh wow, and that is technically attached. Mm, is it? Yeah. Oh, I guess it is. Yeah. It's just further down. One right, parking yeah, garage. That's right, right, yeah. 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 Um, and like the Sheraton that we stayed at last year, that was still open. And that was, what, four blocks away? That wasn't a bad walk. No, no. I um, would stay at the Sheraton again in a heartbeat. I'd, yeah. I'd rather stay at the Hyatt. Yeah, right. But so, um, but yeah, so so that was uh, that was a nice surprise and relief. Yeah, yeah. Um, so hopefully the system yeah. works out. Now that said... We got lucky with that time. Yeah, and we heard from Matt Riddle, right, mm-hmm. that by the time he got in, it was like 8 o'clock or something his something time like was. Or, yeah. yeah, so I mean... I didn't hear how that went for him. I, I can't end, imagine that he got something that close. I doubt it, um, yeah. So, so hey, buddy, we know how you feel. It sucks. Yeah. Um, sucks to be you, but... Um, no, <laughs> no. I mean, we've been in issues. No, the dude, last it sucks. Like, yeah, it sucks, sucks, sucks. Three so, years or so something. They're resourceful. They'll figure something out. Yeah, they so, always do. But yeah. yeah. But anyways, it it's it's rough. Um, yeah. And I'm we next year. There's no way we're this lucky again. I doubt even it. Even with three badges, with three badges, it's just not even possible. Yeah. So the odds are super low. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, man, what an adventure. Right. Um, <sighs> Gen Con. Yeah. Okay. Um. Did you want to talk about? You want me to talk some more <laughs> about the uh, the box thing? Yeah, yeah. 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 So that was uh, our so topic for today. That's our main so. main topic. Of um, so just FYI, we have so the next up. This is two ninety nine. Next one's three hundred. So obviously we have something special planned for that. But uh, wait, we do. I, what we do? We oh. actually already recorded it. Oh, spoiler yeah. alert! We did that thing. We did the thing with person. Yeah, with yeah. stuff. Yeah, and the wink, wink, and the wink, wink. So, anyways, uh. One note for you guys. We have a lot of voicemails and a lot of um, questions and stuff that we're going to read and go through on that 301. Um, So, yeah. So, anyways. uh, So, if you've called this recently, uh, this means anyone who's called this, including you, Len, uh, we we will have uh, an episode where we go through those voicemails and stuff for everyone. And, uh, yeah. And the questions. Like I said, we got quite a few questions and comments and stuff uh, piling up in our email. 
because uh, our recording schedule has been so jacked up with um, me doing two episodes without you, you then right. doing one without me. Uh, and then Travel, we recorded sickness, right. and, and then we recorded 298 very right. quickly. Uh, the same day we recorded 300. So mm-hmm. we're actually recording 299 and 301 today, which is doesn't happen. It's weird. So yeah, it's so. been a it's been a rough right. start to 2018. Yeah. yeah. So okay. Um, so if anybody here uses board game bento, raise your hand. Not Rob. Rob doesn't. Uh, well, you bought I, one time. I bought yeah, one, one time, yeah. a couple years ago. So uh, okay. So builders. Um, Guess what? Uh, I was able to sell Water Balloon Washout to Board Game Bento, um, which is the greatest thing ever. It was the second largest paycheck I've ever gotten from game design. (laughs) Um, uh, So, but and now that it's out, it came in the uh, December box. So people got it in January for the fun in the sun. Um, I know some people uh, who uh, who we work with in the game design industry have gotten that. I saw Matt Wolf happen to post a. uh, unboxing video and I was like oh my gosh this is December like this is the my games in there and sure enough it was so um, but anyways uh, uh, in addition to that I just thought I'd kind of go through the process and tell you guys yeah. what it was like yeah totally um, so so the way I got hooked up with board game bento was through my best pal uh, Mark Spector mm-hmm. who I love that guy because he uh, is really helpful with stuff like that he um, he basically uh, got on real estate in there like mm-hmm. that was he did that on his own and then I said you know what was that like? And he said, oh, "I enjoyed it. You know, it was it was a good deal." And uh, um, so uh, he said, "Why do you want to know?" I said, well, I, "I got this water balloon washout. I have, I had about six hundred copies left of the game mm. out of the eleven hundred that were printed. So, mm-hmm. sold about five hundred or so on my own. Um, but really, I'm just kind of tired of going store to store and selling it. I'm like, yeah. I wonder if I could get rid of a bunch. Like, and I was hoping like four hundred copies. Mm. Uh, so, uh, so he he." Put me in touch with uh, with the main contact at Board Game Bento, and um, he was he was easy to talk to. He said, "Hey, send me a copy of the game." He said, "I actually have a thing it could possibly fit into, but I they play every game. They well, I'm okay. I'm sure games published by known designers that are like popular. <laughs> they don't like, oh, is this game good? Um, yeah, but or by bigger publishing companies, sure. they probably don't either. But right. for for an independent guy who publishes his own game, they're going to play the game and make sure they like it. Yeah, that they it's, played. They're it. not wasting their clients right. or their customers' time. Right. Yeah. So he played it with his him, his wife, and his kids. Uh-huh. They had a good time. He said we enjoyed the game. We they loved the artwork because um, it's great. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 perfect for what it is, right? Like yeah. it's exactly what I wanted for, for a game yeah. like that. Um, and, uh, he said, so, uh, I'd like to buy 450 copies of it. And yeah. I actually said, holy shit, out loud right there. <laughs> um, so the catch, I'm not going to give you specific details about pricing. Cause that's, I, I don't sure. know that they're comfortable sharing that, but yeah. here's what I'll tell you. They will buy it well below market value. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. And even below somewhat, um, what your normal distribution, uh, what is that price called? Uh, what's that? Um, wholesale, wholesale, Thank even you, below yeah. wholesale. Yeah. Um, so, uh, not too much below wholesale, but a bit, a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because their, their, um, their budgets are, are pretty strict for, because oh, yeah. they get X amount of dollars in sure. and they have to populate this much money. I'm sure their games, margins right? are super tight. Yeah. 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 So, um, <clears throat> I can't remember how he said it. He said it. Cause in, they've also got to pay for shipping on top of that. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and turns out they actually pay for my shipping to them. Yeah. Um, so, so what was it like to work with them? Uh, so after I sent him the, the game, uh, he said, you've got some time to send it to me. Uh, cause it was two months out at that point. Yeah. And, um, he said, you've got some time to send it to me, uh, but we're in Canada. So we're gonna have to work that out. Right. 
So they don't give you a budget for shipping, right? Yeah. They just say we're going to give you, um, we're going to give you um, X for. Sh- we're, they say we want you to go price out shipping. Yeah. Here's all the information you have to give them for shipping, um, and uh, and they they also so that aside for a second, they make you do an invoice, which as an independent person is a huge pain in the butt. And we went back and forth like four times in the invoice. And I have mm. to be honest, I was a little annoyed with that process, but I mm. reminded myself normally they're dealing with publishers yeah. who can generate that. No problem. Uh, and that's not, that's not a bad thing on them. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was a little annoying for me as a person, just yeah. an independent guy trying to deal with it. Right. I've generated invoices before when for like I do work for like a video work for someone, yeah. but the invoices are like super duper lame and just like, here, give this to your payroll so they can pay me money, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, but they required a bunch of crazy stuff. So I did that. And then uh, I went and did pricing uh, at the post office. And it was going to be like $800 to ship it to Canada. Oy. Like $800 to ship um, these boxes. And I was going to have to repack everything. Um, because the, the, most of the, uh, most of the things that were left over from Waterloo and Washer in sealed cases, right? Yeah. I didn't really want to have to open those if I could avoid it. And then I said to Mark, gosh, Mark, you know, this is like, what did you do? And he said, well, I went to PacMail and they did everything mm. for me. And I was like, hey, we have a PacMail in Portage. Yeah. So I went to PacMail and I met a guy and I can't remember his name, but he was a little odd <laughs> and the best dude to ever work with on this. Nice. He ran those numbers six ways from Sunday, like just like boom, 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 boom. Uh-huh. Here's all the different ways I could do this. And then I was able to go back to the, my contact at Borgain Bento and say, here's all the ways they can do this. And they looked at all those and said... Great, those are all too expensive. Oh. And I was like, well, crap. Oh. What am I going to do? So, um, and it turns out it's because I was putting insurance on them. Oh. Uh, and they don't they do not do the insurance. But uh, one of the things they offer, I, I think I'm okay saying this. They, they didn't tell me I can't, so I will. They basically said, you don't have to insure. We are not paying for insurance. And yeah. you don't have to insure them. But we have to agree ahead of time in writing to split the cost of damages if there's a problem. Now remember, I can't just magically make more copies of this game up here, right? Right, right. So splitting the cost of damages honestly could be I can't provide enough for their order and mm-hmm. I'm screwed. Um, so I one of the pricings the guy gave me was to double box them, basically to put a box around the outside of the box, right? And that was ended up being about a hundred bucks more, I think, or sixty bucks more mm. uh, total than they would be willing to pay. So I said, I'm gonna bill you for what you're willing to pay. I'm going to pay this extra if there's damages. I'm not culpable for that. And they said, totally agreed. Sounds great. So that was awesome, right? Okay. And they actually ended up pivoting and having me send it to New York to their mule, I guess, that takes it across the border. Yeah. The game mule. It's like a drug mule, but like, because he's, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But yeah. Anyways, um, no, no. So they have a legit service that that's yeah, yeah. this whole job is he, like, he, for other people, brings stuff across the border. Yeah. Because uh, it's a pain to bring products across the border. I'm right? sure. Yeah. So that's what he does for people. Um, so they pay a fee for that, but it was way cheaper for me to ship it there. It was still pricey. It was still a few hundred bucks or at least 200 and something. I think I can't remember the exact thing, but, um, and then, like I said, I just paid a little bit extra, but I, I don't, Steph and I talked about it, my wife, and it was like, I don't want to deal with problems. And if I can do this and then they need more copies and they have to buy more, because I still have about 150 copies left of Mm -hmm. the game, which is great. It's about, I mean, I want to have a few cases of the game. I'll keep those forever if I have to. Like, because you know what I mean? Like, I I can still sell them on our website and stuff like that, but I'm not actively going to stores trying to sell them anymore. Yeah. Um, So anyways, yeah, that, um, that part worked. And then uh, it took a while for them to give me the check. It was, uh, which, you know, I 
they've got stuff to do, right? And it's not like I needed the money, but like I was kind of hoping to get that money ready because I'd like already spent it in my mind. Uh, I bought a Nintendo Switch, by the way. Yeah. That's, this is how I afforded the Nintendo Switch. That was my uh, uh, that was my portion that I took out of it, and the rest of it I uh, uh, we used for something. I don't even remember what, but yeah. some 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 family like you know responsible thing we used it for. Um, the boring stuff, probably bills, right? Yeah. Um, but so this was um, this was a large chunk of money, like mm-hmm. um, in the four figure range. Just to just to I just want to give people an idea of like well, I don't want to give obviously specifics, but that's fair, right? To say yeah. uh, okay. it was it was well over a thousand dollars, and uh, yeah. So so they sent me the check. Now they're a Canadian company, right? Yeah. Uh, and the check is is exactly what I expect. Um, and then uh, my bank freaks out about it my Uh bank's like oh no 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 no! this is canadian dollars we're gonna have to adjust it well then i realized the canadian dollar right now is much stronger than our dollar yeah so that meant i was gonna lose like 25 percent and so like i'm freaking out in fact um i sent i'm not gonna read it because it was bad but i sent mark specter a very mad message on facebook (laughs) swearing about like them paying me in canadian like i look they never said that right yeah um and i'm super pissed so i email my contact and he is a super nice guy i email him and he immediately responds was like no 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 dude well he says he says listen we're a canadian company and i was like you mfr he's like but we only deal in american dollars because of the general people they're dealing with are yeah. American companies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the companies that you're paying, you're paying them in American dollars when you buy a board game bento, right? So he's like, that check, I promise you, is in American dollars. You should call your bank back. Well, sure enough, my bank just assumed because it was from Canada that it must be uh, Canadian okay. dollars. But when they went to put it through, of course, it was not. Yeah. And everything was fine. And then I sent Mark Messer back, never mind, my bank was wrong. And he's like, wow, that escalated and de-escalated very quickly. Yeah. Uh, because he didn't see until both messages were <laughs> sent. Um, but no, I would absolutely work with these guys again. Um, there was some rocky points with them. Uh, I looking back on it, you know, in the moments I remember being annoyed a few times, but really looking back on the process, mm-hmm. it was my not understanding the process. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I really felt like they were good people to work with. Um, uh, they were always responsive, even if they didn't have an answer. Um, yep. they did have to get a lot of stuff approved, like through second level, um, you know, I ended up, well, so for instance, here's, here's a little thing where like you see how tight their margins are. I said, listen, uh, based on the number of copies you need, uh, I'm going to have to send you like six extra copies if I don't want to crack this case open. And I don't, mm-hmm. um, is that okay? And he responded and said, are you charging me for those copies? Cause if you are, I have to get approval. Now you realize how little they're paying for a copy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, oh no, no, no. You just take them. It's fine. Like because opening that case and now it weighs different and all of us. So it's not worth yeah, it. Yeah, 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 it's not worth it. So um, and then I figured if there were any slightly damaged copies, hey, they had six extras to deal with stuff, right? Sure. Um, so, anyways, yeah, that's my board game bento story. I, I would I would recommend working with them. Yeah, uh, good. I enjoyed working with them. Um, like I said, any struggles really were either my bank or me just not understanding, you know, the process or, Mm -hmm. or assuming I understood the process and being wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, but if I had another game, especially self-published game, uh, I would do it. If you builders have self-published a game and you're looking to, to offload a lot of copies, um, shoot an email to building the game podcast at gmail.com. And I will, I will introduce you to my contact. 
Um, cool. Because that's that's how it happened for me. Mark did me a huge solid with that, and um, you know I appreciate that because it let me clear out some old copies, but it also let me get a big paycheck, which was pretty sweet. Yeah, <laughs> which in game great. design is few and far between, right? Yeah, <laughs> so right. that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was pretty stoked about that. Um, yeah, and if you got any other questions or anything I didn't cover, please shoot me an email. I would love to talk more about the process, um, but would recommend. So yeah, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Oh, and they sent me a, a sticker too that I can put on the website that says "Board Game Bento Approved" oh. for Waterboom Watchout, which is cool. I'll take That's that. Neat. Yeah, it's like an award, right? Basically, kind of. Basically, it's first pro- it's first prize. Yeah. Though it was funny because I don't remember what all was in that. Uh, what all was in that? It was Waterboom Washout Flag Dash, I think. Which was like a capture the flag game, I think. Mm. Um, and then the last one, I don't remember what it was called, but it was by Uwe Rosenberg. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, mine was mine was the slum in it one. Mine was clearly <laughs> the cheap filler that they needed for the third game to save yeah. money. Yeah, because that one game was pretty pretty big and was probably it? expensive. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I yeah. l- looked back at, at some of the boxes they sent out, and and I mean, they get some 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 real bangers in there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, on yeah. real estate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they had King Domino out in there yes. when it was yep. brand new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, no, they get like I said, they get some real bangers. Right, and I'm sure they pay more for those and they negotiate down on the smaller games which Probably. that's great i mean yeah. i want people to feel like they're getting value yeah. for the for the product you know and uh yeah yeah so anyways right um that's that yeah so good so board game bento um yeah yeah no i bought one of their sample boxes i want to say two years ago at gen con and yep. uh i think it had five games in it and i've played three of them Oh, not and bad. They were they were okay. They were all they were all okay. And I think too that they've probably they're probably doing more better stuff and now. I, and I think now, right? They've yeah, got they, kind of a reputation. They right. know what they're doing. They got their feet wet. Got more reach now. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um. So yeah. Um. Pretty cool. Hey, um, you were gonna pitch a game tonight, but you've been talking a lot. I was gonna so, say, do you want to pitch your so game? How about you shut up? Yeah, that'd yeah, be great. Right. I'll pitch my game next time. Okay. Jerk. I um. I think I'm going to talk about this thing that I'm working on. Oh, that thing? Ugh. Yeah, I'm not sure that, well. Be prepared, guys. It's going to be a long pitch. Just kidding. Just kidding. Well, I, well I, I'm well, so, i just teasing. We have plenty of time. It's early. Yeah. Go for it. So we've got we've got a game night scheduled this coming weekend. Um, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, so um, this is kind of the main thing that I want to do some testing on, right? So, so builders, hopefully you listened to a couple of weeks ago when I had uh, Nick Smith, the uh, the owner of uh, Virtual World Entertainment, on the show. We talked a lot about BattleTech. We talked about a lot about Red Planet, which is um, one of my favorite games, gaming experiences, social gaming experiences of all time. Really holds a special place in my heart. Um, Anyway, and we talked. I talked w- with Nick about um, kind of you know what what he thought a Red Planet game tabletop version of that game could be, and what what were the the key aspects of that. <clears throat> and and total honesty, right? I'm not even kidding here. When I decided to have that conversation with him, it was just it really with the intention was to to kind of say thank you to Nick for for all the fun that he helped facilitate in my life, and and really just kind of kind of talk about talk about a topic that I think is interesting that I, that maybe is a little bit different right. from what we normally hit on. And from the stories you've told me, it's very, it, it was an interesting time. Yeah. Yeah. It's super fun. So anyway, um, 
but of course, of course, because of who I am, ever since I had that conversation with him, I have not been able to get Red Planet out of my head. I just can't get it out of my head. And then, of course, he made it even worse because I mentioned the blueprints, right? He then later, a few days later, brought me full size, like 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 poster size blueprints, like another copy of the blueprint of that that I had that got water damaged, and another one. That's awesome, right? Of the, of different stuff on it. So so he's just feeding this, right? He's just right. feeding this, and ah. Anyway, so I've been so I I just been I've been working on uh, how to do a red planet tabletop game right um what well, helps when you're good friends with a guy that owns the company and the license yeah right yeah <laughs> I, mean, I mean with with that kind of access I, I feel like i'd be an idiot to not try and right? frankly if he was gonna if he was gonna choose to do that obviously you haven't even talked to him blah, 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 but well I, I told him that that I, I i said look man i just gotta be honest with you i, I can't help it i'm working on something i just i just need to see if i can do something with it i haven't shown him any of it and well, he, right. he was totally he was like yeah go for it man i would love to see what you got and i don't want to waste his time with it until right. i have something that i feel like right. is actually worth his time right I, I just mean that uh it's not like he'd be seeking a different game designer to work on this game for him right like sure. i mean if you pull something off i'm sure he'd be stoked about it but if you don't no hard feelings right yeah it, but even so neither neither of us are publishers right so right there is that it, problem it's not like it's not like it's an easy one to uh uh, uh step one step two success right right it's, it's not gonna it's it's not that simple it's right but i, I got step one design this game step two question well, mark step three profit I, I know you and i know that there's no profit in this for us right <laughs> <laughs> so anyway um so I, I just haven't been able to get out of my head. So so just to, to, to recap, so so the game it's basically it's uh, it, there's two different ways to play the game. There's there's a, a a race version and then there's a the Martian football version. Okay, and so far I've been focusing on the race version, how to organize right. a race, because that's the easy access point. That's how somebody plays the game for the first time to learn the rules. Okay, and it's cool because the race is the setup for the race is unique. It's not a race race. Right. It's not you're not doing laps around a track. What the the, the track is is a straight line and it's a it's a it's a point to point race. Okay, you're going back and forth between two points between two score zones. Okay. Um, and in the in the video game, they're you know they're, they're not all straight line. There are some with turns, but whatever. For for I know what you mean. Yeah, for working out the working out the kinks, figuring out if the rules work or not. Um, we're starting there. So um, and I'm on already on my third revision of this. I've been working on it for two weeks. I'm on my third revision um, that we're going to be playing this weekend. That that's how I know when you're excited about I mean, a game. <laughs> yeah, when I'm really stoked about something. So okay, so um, uh, uh, the kind of the 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 catchphrase of Red Planet is velocity equals victory. And so so a key factor there is that your score needs to be based on how fast you're going, okay? And the faster you're going, the more points you're, you're gaining, okay? Um, there are also, one of the things that Nick, Nick said is that he said, uh, give opportunities for players to really inhabit their character in this world. Okay, that was something that was that he really thought was was an exciting could be an exciting aspect of it. So I'm also trying to make sure I'm thinking about how how could I potentially put uh, put features into this that work just as a, as a as a basic tabletop game, but also could be an access point for like you know some kind of role playing elements, right? Right. That's a key factor for me as well. Um, and and then again, with, with I'm working out the racing part of it, but I need to make sure that the rules are adaptable or, or are are ready made for that Martian football thing. Yes, where it's not just maneuvering, but it's also uh, trying to trying to hit targets or trying to avoid targets. Right. And the or, core of the game is the same. It's yeah. not like learn a whole new system. It's right. 
learn yeah. all these new bells and whistles on exactly. this system. Yeah. Right. Right. So, uh, so what I've got, um, uh, I've, I've got, so, uh, um, it, it's a game plays anywhere from two to eight players, theoretically. Um, wow. And I've been play testing it with two, which, which, which is basically like eight. So, it, well, it's kidding. It, it much like the video game, you can play it with two, but it's just kind of, it's, it's kind of just a solo game. You're racing back and forth, right? You're not really interacting right. with anybody, but if there's eight people on the track, it's real right. crowded and it, yeah. and it gets, it gets messy. So, uh, and, and gets complicated and, and the strategy and the maneuvering makes changes the ass changes the experience a lot more. Okay. So, um, so that's one thing that we're going to be playtesting this weekend. Hopefully, right. is is a four player version where things it'll get a lot more crowded. So, um, velocity equals victory. So, so every every vehicle um, that you're flying, it's a VTV, a vector thrust vehicle. So every VTV uh, has has basically two um, two ranges or two scales on it. Okay, there's a velocity scale and there's a damage scale. Mm-hmm. And and for simplicity, again, I'm working making every VTV the same thing. Uh, it's got a top speed under its own power of five, and and so velocity equals how many spaces on your turn you're going to move. That makes sense. All right, that's easy. Right, and then and you're also and then you can do up to five damage. And if you take if you if you max out your damage, then you explode and you die. Right, right. And then you just respawn in, in the drop zone, which right. is kind of the starting point on the, on the map. Right, okay? in the center of the map. Um, you can you can uh, light off a booster, a booster, and every time every time you you ignite a booster, you increase your velocity by three. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, but it's only good for that one turn, right? So okay. if you're already maxed out at five, you can you set off two boosters, then that means you're going to go six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Mm-hmm. So for that turn, you're actually going to move seven or excuse me, eleven spaces instead of five spaces. But then at the start of your next turn, your your velocity drops back down to five. Okay. All right. So, um, uh, and you have to move the full velocity, the full number of spaces, always on your turn. Right. Okay. No. No options. Right. Because that's how fast you're going. Right. Right. And this this is a hover car. It's hard to break. Right. Right. It's not like there's no friction here. Okay. Air breaks. Um. So I mean, th- there are ways that you can break, but I'm gonna get to that. Um. At the start of your turn, you can either increase your velocity one or decrease it by two. Okay. Because it's always easier to stop than it is to build up your momentum. Right. All right. Um. And then based on how fast you're going, you you have different maneuvering options. Okay, so for example, if you're only going velocity of one, you're only going to move one space, but you can move that space forward. You can move it to the left. Uh, and I'm sorry, this is on a hex hex, hex grid um, with with the straight line of the hex grid oriented the long ways along the axis of the of the straight line map. Right. Is is that? <clears throat> yeah. Am I explaining that? In a, yeah. So basically, I could go straight. Yeah. From one end to the other without ever turning. Right. If there were no obstacles. If there were no obstacles. Right. right. And right. That makes sense. And how many hex spaces across? And end to end. Yeah. Uh, I don't recall off the top of my head. Uh, it's like thirty, maybe more. Okay, okay, that may no, that makes sense because it's it's long, right? It's long. So you theoretically could cover. Just thinking about if I let off two boosters and I'm going eleven, mm-hmm. that's going to get me a little over thirty percent of the way up through the course. Right? Yeah. Well, no, because there's turnaround areas at the end, right? So mm-hmm. it, my my thinking is that that if you if you are at full speed and igniting a booster, and you do that. Three turns in a row. I think you should be able to make it the bulk of the distance of the uh, of the of the map. Okay. Um, whereas normally, if you're not using boosters, it's take a lot longer to get across. Right. Okay. And you want to use boosters, basically. You right? want to do use boosters, but you're going to run out of boosters at some point, and that's part of the strategic gameplay. 
Right. Is yeah. using them to get yourself faster across that finish line. Right. Yeah. The well, across, across the score zones, they call it. Right. Score zones, right. Okay. Um, okay. So, start of your turn, you can either increase your velocity by one to a max of five as your standard velocity mm-hmm. or decrease by two. Okay. Um, so, if, you're going only, if your velocity is only one, you can go straight ahead. You can take a, a 60 degree turn. You can take a 90 degree, or excuse me, 120 degree turn. Uh, or, or, well, you, but you can never do a full turnaround. At the end of your turn, though, you can be facing the direction if you want to. Okay. Right. All right. Um, if you're going, say, velocity three, you can go straight ahead. You could do like a, what I'm calling a lane change where you're still f- heading in the same direction, but you can shift one hex over. Right. Okay. Or you can do a 60 degree turn only. Right. Okay. And, and, and that, that's identified based on iconography on the, um, on your 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 vehicle card, your VTV card, because everybody cool. has a reference card, okay. And then you're gonna have a marker to say, okay, this is the speed that I'm at right now, okay, cool. Um, and uh, uh, so you're you're going back and forth at the at the end of each end of the map. There's there's a there's a one hex that is basically blocked. That's they call that's called in the in the fiction that's the wellhead because there's a well at each end of the of the canal. So that's a wellhead. You cannot pass through the wellhead. Uh, you have to go around it, okay. Uh, and then behind the wellhead is the score zone, and you're going to get uh, you're going to get po- whenever you, your VTV crosses the score zone, you get points equal to whatever your velocity is when you cross it. Okay, and so you want to be crossing that really quickly. But if you're if you're going to into hot, you're going to go too aggressively, then you're going to hit the wall because because the wall is going to come sooner than when you exhaust your your, uh, right. your velocity distance. You're going to take damage then equal to whatever number of spaces you did not move. So if you just cross the score zone and you're going velocity 10, you're going to get 10 points. But if you hit the wall after you've only moved three spaces, you're also going to take seven damage. Right. And, right, then, right. and then you're going to blow up. Starting your next turn, you're going to respawn on the drop zone. Which sometimes could be okay. Well, so it's a decision you have to make. Now, let's talk about, let's talk about boosters and let's talk about piloting tokens. Mm-hmm. Okay. So boosters. Everybody starts the game with three boosters. Uh, every time you cross the drop zone... That means you, you, you go to one end yep. score and then you come back. Every time you cross the drop zone, you're going to recharge one new booster up to a total of five. That's your max that you can have mm-hmm. on any run, okay, at any given time. Then you're also going to recharge two piloting tokens every time you cross the drop zone. Now, if you explode, if you die and respawn, you don't get any fresh ones. You're not going to get anything new until you cross the drop zone again, okay? So so if you exhaust everything and you blow up, that first that first lap or that first there and back again is going to be kind of slow and rough for you okay um piloting tokens what do piloting tokens do they basically allow you to adjust anything by one okay so that means you can you after you set your velocity and you move you're you're at five you move your five spaces you can then spend a piloting token to move one more space all right uh you can uh you can uh, use it like, you know, if you're going to turn, part of the movement rules is that if you're going at a velocity that will allow you to turn, because if you're going, if you're boosting, for example, you're going so fast you can't turn, you know, you can't maneuver. Right. So what you might do is, is let's say you're, you're going four and you're, or let's say you're going three and you're going to take that 60 degree turn. You can only do one turn on your movement. If you spend a piloting token, you can do a second turn. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> you can also spend a piloting, to- piloting token to reduce damage. So if you're going to take three damage, and that would kill you. Well, I'm going to spend a piloting token to reduce that to two damage, and and now I'm still alive. I'm not blowing up. Okay, so it's 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 saying, hey, the my pilot is really good at what he's doing, and so he's spending his energy and spending his skill to to adjust the results. Right. Okay. 
And again, every time you cross the drop zone, you, you get two more of those back up to a max of five at any time. Okay. So, so, uh, with that balance, hopefully, and, and we'll see where the balance ends up on that, but hopefully what that's doing is that's encouraging you to take risks because you've got a little bit of a buffer there with your piling tokens, right? The game is not going to be super fun if you're playing conservatively and saving all that stuff. Um, the goal is to take risks and, and just be just on the edge of control, right? Um, knowing that, that the skill of your pilot is what's going to, what's going to save you in the end. Right. That makes sense. All right. Now, um, there could be, there could be times when you might crash or you're going to try and pass an obstacle. Um, part of the game setup is, is there's a, there's a standard map that, that is the track that is basically empty. There's a, mm-hmm. there's a drop zone in the middle. It's wellheads and score zones on either end, and the rest of it's just open. And, and there might be some parts of the track are narrow and some parts of the track are wide, but it's just an open field within those ranges. Um, if you're playing a two-player game, players are going are gonna to choose to place obstacles on the board, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, if you're playing eight players, you know, so let's say, let's say if you're playing with two players, you're probably going to each place two obstacles, maybe three. We'll see what the balance ends up being. But if you're playing eight players you're probably not going to put any obstacles out there because all the other players are the obstacles. Right, that okay. makes sense, yeah. Yeah, uh, or we might place two total or something. I, I don't know. You know, maybe maybe player, uh, player if you've got eight people out there, maybe players seven and eight, whoever whoever takes their turn last, gets right. to place the obstacles first or something right. like that, right? So again, to be balanced. Now, an obstacle has a challenge value on it. Uh, and on the, on the map that I'm testing, I've just got some, some spots designated on there just to just for testing purposes right uh and and those have a challenge value of four so let's say uh you want to you can fly around those and not have to worry about it but that takes extra maneuvering and can kind of be a pain so alternatively uh you could just fly through those that's right you know let's say there's there's just stuff on the track right there's pipes or or overhangs or uh, construction equipment whatever whatever is in this mining canal so if you want to fly through those and and just use the skill of your pilot to dodge them, that's going to require a die roll. Okay. So your max speed is 12, even with boosters. Can't go any faster than 12. That divides the speed range up into four, four excuse me, three groups of four. So uh, so first step that we do is we, we look at what your current speed is, what your current velocity is as you're passing through there. If you're going one to four, then you're going to be on this turn, you're going to be rolling one D6. If you're going five to eight velocity, you're going to roll two d6. If you're you're moving nine to twelve velocity, you're going to roll three d6. Okay, and you and I talked about this week or so yeah. ago. Yep. Uh, you kind of helped me dial that in, and I'm pretty happy with where it is right now. Okay, so that's the number of dice you're going to roll to uh, to try and complete this challenge. Now, uh, what you do then is you take your velocity and you add it to the challenge value of that obstacle. So if I'm going if I'm going seven, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to roll two dice. I'm going to take my seven and I'm going to add it to the value of four. That's eleven. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my total challenge. Mm-hmm. Okay. To identify a target number for my roll, I'm going to take that number, divide it by two, round it up. Sure. Okay. So eleven divided by two is five and a half. I'm going to round that up to six. Okay. So what I have to do now is I, in order to successfully thread the needle. To right. get through this obstacle, I need to roll exactly a six on those dice. Right. Otherwise, if I don't do that, I'm going to take damage equal to my velocity. 
Right. Okay. To your velocity or to the oh so it used to be it was the difference. Right. But I'm, now sim- it's just I'm simplifying it. Right. That's great. Yeah. yeah that yes. makes sense. Just because because that's how hard you're going to hit that thing. <laughs> right. That right. Makes sense. Yeah. And actually, come to think of it, no, I should probably say it's it's your velocity minus however many spaces you moved before you hit that thing. Oh yeah. Because yeah, that's yeah. the same as when you hit right. a wall. Okay. Oh, which is super smart because. I might use a booster this turn to push me into something at the very end of my move, right? Yeah. In case I fail, right. knowing that I'll only take one damage, say, or right. two damage instead of seven, right. right, the next turn. Right. Okay. Cool. I, so, I like those choices. Yeah. Okay, good. So then you roll, and if you if you rolled a six, well, you rolled a six, you're fine. But if you rolled any number other than that, you hit the thing, and you're going to take you're going to take damage. Right. But again, you can spend piloting tokens to uh, avoid that. Do you lose your speed after that? So you also, if you hit something, your speed drop, your velocity drops down to one. It seems really punishing. It does. You're right. Why not keep the same <laughs> speed? So okay. Because so, I mean, it's like. I, I picture it as I'm clipping something, right? Yeah. I'm not hitting it head on because I'm point. not a bad pilot, right? Right. So I'm clipping it. Okay, so then let's say you get damage equal to the difference between... That's where I was before. The difference between the target number and what you actually rolled. Well, so, I think you could keep it the same as the number of spaces that you've went. I mean, just to keep it simple. Okay. Just don't make them reset their speed, right? Okay. Because it's still how hard you hit it, right? Yeah. Oh, I see because it's not... But it's not stopping you. I would make him make the difference the difference between the two then. Or just keep it the same, but story wise, just say you don't stop. Okay. So if I if the target was six and I rolled a three, that means I'm gonna take three damage. Yeah. But it takes away that interesting choice of using a booster to push myself through something. Yeah. That doesn't actually make sense though, right. when you think about it. That yeah. that's actually story-wise that's dumb <laughs> right yeah, yeah it yeah. makes more sense what you're saying so because yeah, right. it's like i just clipped it that's what i'm seeing is like yeah. you know right yeah okay all right so we'll, we'll stick with the original idea then okay and say it's it's equal to uh the, the difference between your role and the target value and i don't think that part's too complex okay. i really don't so. because and we talked about this a little bit too uh without recording is that that um this is kind of a more complicated racing game but i feel like in order for this to to fit a certain audience, right. it, it kind of needs to be a little more simmy right. than arcade It can't be too simple. Yeah, yeah I right, get you. Right, right. I, I don't want it to be as complicated as Formula D can be, but not. But also, I don't want it to be Monza, right? Right. right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want it to be a lot closer to Formula D than right. to Monza. Yeah, I agree. Because um, I think that's what the audience for the game would be. Yeah. Um, especially if you're putting role-playing mechanics on top of that or adjacent to it in some way. Um, so, okay. So then talk about that role-playing mechanic idea is then piloting tokens. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have factors in your character sheet for your pilot to say how many piloting tokens does he start a race with? How many does he recharge, right. uh, at, uh, every time he crosses a drop zone, if he has his own specific, uh, vehicle that he is, that he's working on and improving that can, that can adjust how how many spaces does a boost add to you? What is your max? Right. 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 Uh, um, how many boosters do you recharge when you cross the drop zone? Right. Those sorts of things. Right. Yeah. No. I since you've been talking, I've thought of four special abilities for characters just since you've been talking. So, so there you go. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, I think there's a lot of ways, and there's a lot of interesting, fun little. Like one of yeah. the that popped in my head that would be kind of cool is like a pilot who every turn, as long as he only uses one piloting token, mm-hmm. it's free. Because he's that good of a pilot, right? Sure. So like, right. but he can only use one. If he uses more than one, he's got to pay for him, right? Yeah. Right. So like, um, you so know, I think there's all kinds of ins there, right? And 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 there are there you could easily just have character cards or pilot right. cards in the game. You don't even need the, right. the RPG aspects of that, right? Well, and it's kind of cool to have a pilot card 
that correlates to a character sheet, right? So like, well, right, yeah. here's my base pilot, but if I want to explore that more, I could fill this out, right? Yeah, right. That's, it's right. just an extra option, right? Right. It's, it's another thing you sell on the Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that you and the other guy are not doing since you're not publishers. Right, right, since we're not publishers. But we need to be ready with this stuff when we take it to a publisher, right? Right. Um, uh, so, and then, and then the other challenge that I've been having is how do you know when the game ends? Because I don't want it to be number laps. I don't want it to be high score. Um, so what I'm, where I'm looking at right now is that every time somebody crosses a drop zone, not responds in it, but crosses over a drop zone, you tick up a counter one time. That makes sense. Uh, and I think, <clears throat> I think with a two player game, it's probably 12. That makes um, sense. With a four-player game, it's obviously got to obviously got to be higher than that because you I mean more people crossing right, drop zone. Right, right. So, so maybe out, even just six per player, right? I mean, it could be that easy, too, right? That's an easy base number to start with, and then just adjust if you know forty-eight maybe too much for eight people. Yeah, in which case maybe it's four or maybe yeah. it's three per player. I yeah, don't know, right? Because yeah, so. you don't want the game to last forever, right? Like a like a ten-player game of Formula D can take a long time, even if you're doing right. a one-lap race, right? Um. Well, because that game's terrible, but um, <laughs> we're short on time here. Just all right, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so so that's that's uh, kind of where I am right now. Uh, there, there's a lot more to do. There are different vehicle types. There's there's laying out how Martian football plays. There's piloting stuff. Um, but but what I'm working on right now is I need to make sure that core of of the movement is is accessible and makes sense. Yes. and and works right. Right. The rest of it, there's still a lot of work to do. But but that. That is the most important core chunk of the game that I need to make sure is is doable and and, and is fun. Right. Um, and only after that do I do I take it back to Nick and say, "Hey, Nick, I'm ready to show this to you." Right. 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 Before I spend a whole lot more time. Right. Getting deeper in. Right? Yep. I so, agree. Yeah. So. Okay. Cool. Okay, we're out of time. We're out of time. All right, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, like like Jason said, um, so next week is episode three hundred on three hundred one. We'll get to voicemails and stuff. So uh, look forward to that. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at buildinggamepodcast@gmail.com. Call our Google Voice number seven seven zero. Tell BTG Jason is at J A Slingerlin. I'm at poorly underscore designed. Uh, like us, uh, give us reviews that are positive. Hopefully, buy our games, um, and uh, and we'll do this again. Are you guys ready for three hundred next week? I'm ready, so I'm, I don't really I'm, care if anybody else is ready. I'm ready. It's going to be a thing. Tell your friends. It's going to be a fantastic episode. Yeah. So, and I can say that with confidence because we already recorded it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I haven't edited that yet. Yeah, so you should we'll get on that. We'll yeah. see how it comes out. Make it good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, good night. Building the Game is a co-production of Imminent Entertainment and Poorly Designed Studios. All of the ideas presented by Rob and Jason are property of the Building the Game podcast. Next time on Building the Game. <clears throat> okay. Yep. Ready to go. Ready. <clears throat>